You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast. That sounded really loud. <laughs> that was loud. You were on it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Um, just recently, I was geeking out on YouTube, watching a bunch of ultra, run, ultra running documentaries and, and videos and stuff like that. And, you know, back in the day, a few years back, I was... I was enjoying the ultra running scene. Back when you used to could. Yeah. And you, I think the few years before I was doing it, you were doing it. Brandon. I was almost, I think they call that uh, anything over a marathon does count. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you did yeah, a couple of marathons. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then Chase, you this year were planning on getting into the ultra running scene and mm-hmm. you started having some knee issues and you um, traded your running shoes for biking <laughs> shoes instead yeah an addiction to biking but then uh, with the addition of knee problems i just went back to the bike <laughs> there you go um but you still have intentions you have you signed up for one in the spring no but you're planning I, my on doing goal one? is to do the scout mountain ultra in the spring the 100k or the 100 miler 100 miles. Oh, that's right. It's it. not a 100K anymore. Are you serious? You're just going to jump into a hundy. A hundy. Yeah, I don't see why I'd want to dabble with anything else. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, just go for you're it. in semi-good company. I did MC the finish line of the Skyline Mountain Marathon and half and 55K, which 55 is 34-ish miles. Yeah. Um, and it's a pretty tough, tough trail race. Yeah. And the race director this year had people answer the question, is this your first trail race? Or did you run a trail race before? And if so, which ones? I was surprised at how many 55 Kers of this really difficult trail race, it was their first time running. A tra- Not their first time on trails, obviously. They probably yeah. trained a lot on trails. But their first time running a trail race. Huh. I've and it's a brutal course. Oh, yeah. yeah it definitely is. I've considered doing the Antelope 50 in the spring. It's like early spring to get ready like for it. March, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll I'll probably do a fifty or if I do the Scout Mountain Ultra, I'll probably do a fifty um, or something before that a race to kind of get me prepared. But I've got a ski season to get through, so yeah, that's more on my mind. You know, a lot of people. I think everybody's different psychologically about how they how they can mentally prep their so themselves for hundred miler or something like that. But I, for me personally, I didn't want to do a 50 miler before I did a hundred miler. 
because I was afraid that the 50 miler would be so hard <laughs> that I would just be super discouraged and be like, oh, I could barely finish a 50. There's no way I can do 100. So you didn't do a 50 before? No, I didn't. I, did, I had did done 100. a marathon, trail marathon, years before the 100 miler. But essentially, I just, I remember the morning that I signed up for the 100 miler that I did a few years back, um, I was talking to trying to think oh so what had happened is i had planned on doing the 100 miler i didn't sign up for it but the bear 100 here in logan utah and um i had planned on doing it and then i i got injured um during the training season so i didn't run for like two and a half months um and then i just decided oh i haven't run i don't have the fitness for it i'm not gonna do it and then um three weeks before the bear 100 is the Wasatch 100 here in Utah. And a buddy of mine was doing that and asked if I'd pace him. So I went and hung out at mile 50. I was gonna pace him from mile 50 to 75. He ended up dropping um, and his brother who had come up from Arizona was there to uh, also help pace. And his brother was gonna pace him from 75 to the end. And at mile 50, he just wasn't feeling that, feeling very good and was thinking he was gonna drop. and. We convinced him to run with his brother who'd come up from Arizona from mile 50 to 75 and then he ended up dropping at 75 or or maybe 67. Isn't that crazy? Something like that. Because that's and that happens all the time. Didn't right. you, Chase you were just pacing somebody a little while ago that dropped pretty late. Yeah like, she dropped at mile 78 almost wow. it was but yeah. she uh, good news she she completed the Ute 100 wow. this last weekend. That's Sweet. a big so that's a that's a big uh, accomplishment. Uh, I was looking at the elevation profile yep. of that race. It's like up and down, up and down the <laughs> whole time. Right. And they're running above 12,000 feet for parts of it. It's, yeah. it's a Where gnarly, is it? What was that? Where is it? It's in the LaSalle's. Oh, okay. Down yeah. In the lab. Trevor Fuchs mm-hmm. um, won that one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, Ogden Local. He's also won Wasatch 100 a couple times, I think. Like in a row, I think. In a row. Anyway, so um, so I was hanging out at the Wasatch 100 and just getting kind of psyched being around all these runners and, and all this stuff. And I didn't end up running um, to pace my buddy. And so I got home and I've just got all this running energy bottled up in me. And I was just thinking about it. It's like, could I run 100? Could I run it? And I went to sleep thinking about that. And the next morning I woke up, Sunday morning, I'm showering getting ready for church and i'm looking in the mirror i'm just kind of staring at myself <laughs> and i need to run 100 and i <laughs> and i said to myself out My loud would do good i'm staring at myself and this sounds ridiculous but i'm staring at myself in the mirror thinking about this race and then i said to myself out loud you could you could run 100 miles and I was like, well, maybe. So then I said to my wife, do you think I could run 100 miles? She's like, yeah, I think you probably could. So then I went to church and ran into a buddy of mine. What if she had said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, what are you thinking? Greg? Oh, it would have saved me a lot, a lot of pain and heartache yeah. and months of rehab afterward. Um, but then I was at church and there's a buddy of mine, uh, Bryce Warren, who's a real avid uh, ultra runner and done tons of 100 milers and 50 milers and his wife tara warren who's knows a little something about running long distances phenomenal ultra runner as well um but both of them were were there and 
Um, Tara was just getting into the ultra running thing. She was running more than me, but she was kind of new to it. Bryce was the veteran. So I was talking to him at church and I said, do you think I could run a hundred miles? He said, Oh yeah, dude, totally. But now knowing Bryce a lot better now than I did then, that's his answer to every hard thing in the entire world. It's like, do you think I could do? Oh yeah, totally. Like don't ask <laughs> him. It's very positive. Don't ask him <laughs> yeah. if he thinks you can do something because in his mind, of like anything is possible. He's, but he's a tough dude. You brought up hanging out at the race and it inspired you yeah. to, if you are thinking about it, if you're like, I wonder if I could look up the nearest race by you and go hang out at the finish line. Right. Whether cool. it's a 50 K or a hundred or whatever, you'll be inspired. Yeah. Go volunteer at a race. That's oh, true. You yeah, can volunteer are, at the aid stations. Yeah. These ultras are always looking for people to cook bacon at 2 AM while these runners are killing their body. Absolutely. You know, there's yeah. always ways that they need help. Yeah. And I think that would that's probably totally even better inspired. than hanging out at the finish line. Yeah. Because what happens is you will see these, uh, people who will finish or come close to finishing, or at least they dared to try, who may be in worse shape than you, right. who may be older than you, who may, may have an excuse that you don't know about yet, you know? Uh, and and it's like, oh, man, it makes you go home and think, all right, I, can do I more. suck. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, need to try, I need to try and do more. It's in an inspiring way, in a positive way, and it, it always gets me, and I that's why I part of the reason I love emceeing finish lines of races because you, these people who come across, some of them seemingly have no business coming across, but, but then you're like, yeah, no, they do. Cause they had the guts to freaking try. Right. Yeah. And then, and then they went for it and, and it, you'll tear up man at a finish line at a, and even just a regular marathon. I don't tear up at five K's very often, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but heartless. Yeah, I know. I know I'm heartless. Yeah. <laughs> but especially the longer distance and freaking love it when uh and it happens a lot too when the kids are at the finish line and then they'll run the last bit in with like holding the kid and stuff right. or holding the hands of the kid uh we we saw a dog somebody had let the dog loose and saw the owner running in and i it was a german shepherd i thought the dog was going to tackle the the runner We're like just it so just, excited yeah sprinted towards <laughs> the runner and then uh they ran in together which is pretty fun but um it's a sport that I mean, none of us have a lot of experience necessarily in the actual sport of ultra running, but we've ran. We've all uh, dabbled. Dabbled and trail run. And so there's some things like there's some gear that you should keep in mind. It's funny because it's a pretty simple sport. I mean, tennis shoes and shorts, but then you can short, also. Shorts. Short shorts. Short <laughs> shorts. Short shorts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no shorts over tights, apparently, if you're a guy. I don't know what the rule is. I don't know why that's a thing, but uh, I do it anyway. Um, yeah. So what's what are some of the... I mean, they're, the trending shoes haven't changed a whole lot since uh, Altra and Hoka made their giant on-scene right. presence or whatever. Um, because before that, it was sort of the bigger brands. But then these independents took off um, and made a name for themselves. Right. Yeah, so kind of the, the most popular brands, like you said, for ultra running. Uh, for trail running and ultra running are kind of two... Um, uh, well, I mean, they're, uh, they're different animals for the most part. Cause if you think about trail running, I imagine trail running is, you know, your, your trail, your five, 10, 15 mile runs, um, probably max. And 
and as soon as you start getting into that like marathon length runs you're you're really starting to get into the ultra running crowd and um anyway so for trail running you can go with a lot lighter shoe of course and something with a little less protection because you're not pounding your feet for days or um for for 10 hours 15 hours 24 20 hours, hours whatever um you might go on out for two or three hours max and so you really don't need near the protection and near the padding um and so for trail running i personally am a huge fan of topo athletic shoes and i still like altras i don't run in them nearly as much as i used to um, but i still like altras i think the foot shaped toe box zero drop all that stuff is is it's good for me anyway it's good for my body and um but topo athletic are, is my favorite i've got a pair of brooks trail running shoes that i i do like um but which one, which brooks Mm, I'm trying to think of what. By Brooks are my favorite too. And now Cascadia, no Pure Grit, Pure Grit, the Pure Grit. I have the Pure Grit, but I don't know which number. I think mine are like 32, Pure Grit version 32 or something like. Mine are the red kind. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's all I know. Pure Grit Red. Pure Grit Red. And I rotate those with my Topos, Blue Topos, and those are not my two favorite shoes. I have a pair of Ultras I'll wear every once in a while, but I go back and forth between the Pure Grits and the topos yeah my, me too actually and i definitely prefer the topos over the pure grits as far as how comfortable the fit is mm. but there are certain aspects of the pure grits that i do i do like mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm not actually even sure exactly what it's comfortable is. <laughs> yeah they're comfortable and yeah. and i do feel like on more technical trails um they fit a little snugger there's a little less slop i guess for me Mm -hmm. in those shoes and there's a little bit more padding underneath than my than the topos that i have and so on rockier more technical trails i feel like i can carry some speed through there a little bit faster than maybe with the topos and it's probably a padding thing as as much as anything but yeah i think that's my biggest thing with topo as well is i love the fit you get the wider toe box but it locks in your heel really well right and you can run I can run more aggressive trails on my topos. I just got a new pair of ultra superiors. I can run more aggressively in my topos than I can my ultras. I feel yeah, me too because it locks my foot in a little bit better. But like today, I'm wearing some Dina fits, and I haven't taken these on the trail yet. But I know I could run way more aggressive with these on than either one of those, and they have a lot more cushion underfoot. Right. So it really depends on the application. But I think for a good like do everything maybe it doesn't excel in one field but it does pretty well in all of them i would agree that topos are my favorite yeah for real technical trails um sportiva la sportiva is one brand that i really like because i feel like more than almost any other brand maybe other than like dinafit and salewa they make shoes that are um, just dialed for mountain running now we talk about mountain running um, here, and when we say mountain running, a lot of people think trail running. But mountain running, something it's not like not quite uh, taking it to the next level. Is it fell running? Fell running? Fell running? I think fell raven and fell <laughs> running. Not quite fell running, which is basically a giant grass hill. Right. No, but you know, mountain running, it I guess kind of gets its roots from Europe, where they are. Or some people call it sky running because they've got the sky running um, series and stuff like that. It just sounds cool. Yeah. 
but you're like on gnarly terrain and you're doing like huge vertical climbs and descents on rocky gnarly terrain and i feel like la sportiva more than most other any other company is built for mountain running or sky running if you will topo is great for trail running and hoka and ultra are great for ultra ultra running yeah and um and, but even still, like I'm, I'm with you, Chase, and with you, Brandon. I prefer my topos over the ultras for running. But when I find if I start getting over six, seven, eight, nine miles, uh, I want, especially on rocky trails, I want a little bit more padding, a little more protection than most of my topos will offer. And that's where I like the, the pure grit, and even getting into some of my ultras. But I have to say, when I run in my ultras, I have to take the pace down a little bit because my feet are a little sloppier. They're just so. A what are lighter. fast ultra runners race, racing in? They still in like a lightweight ultra? Uh, lightweight ultras, yeah. Some of the fastest ones are. I mean, all of, all the fastest racers are sponsored by some brand. Solomon for the most part, and so, so <laughs> the yes, fastest so, the, the fastest racers yeah. sponsored by Solomon. And we sell a lot of Solomons for trail running. Yeah, but like Jim. Jim Walmsley, who's a big name in, in the fast ultra running these days. He was the one that was just like blowing the everyone away on Western States a few years back and then made a wrong turn and, and lost it, um, lost the race. Anyway, I think he's sponsored by Hoka. So I think he's running wicked fast times in Hoka. Now Hoka started out with these monster padding shoes and they've kind of toned it down and they've got the monster padding shoes still but they've toned it down a lot so they've got some lighter faster versions that still have plenty of cushion but aren't like the huge marshmallow yeah well speed goat has his own version yeah carl Meltzer. yeah yeah Yeah. and um yeah so anyway so hoke is i think a, a real popular company i know that um I don't know if it's still the case, but Tara Warren and Bryce Warren both swore by Hoka. That's what they would run their ultras in. And um, I ran half of my 100-miler in ultras and the other half in Hoka's. And the Hoka's were comfortable, that's for sure. Yeah. But I definitely, they were a shoe to kind of plot along at a steady pace, not a, not bombing not bombing the up not running really fast technical trails at least not for me all right i wonder if you guys can help me out with the uh trail run piece of equipment that i'm looking for uh because i was recently just started getting some more miles in on the trail i was looking for a what i what i had in mind was like because what i have right now is it's almost like a fanny pack but it's very very thin it it uh stays on the body very tight to the body but it barely holds my cell phone like it's and that's all it is is like if it like fits my key fob in my cell phone yeah um and i'm like man if i could just have a little bit bigger fanny pack you know uh and then in my closet i was digging out some stuff and found a, a nathan hydration belt mm-hmm. that had two of the water bottles on the side and a p- pocket in the middle i'm like oh this is, this is what i was looking for this is perfect and then I and then I take it upstairs to put my phone in it, and I'm like, it's not even close. Like, it's, yeah. like who who designs a pocket that is half the size of a cell phone these days? Like, there's no way to even. What am I going to do with this belt? Like, there's not like where am I going to put my phone? Right. So I need a like a small profile belt 
for short runs because I don't necessarily need water under five, six miles, right? Like just training runs under five, six, seven miles. The water I can drink before and after. So I just need something to put basic stuff in. Um, suggestions? Um, Go for it. So <laughs> a couple options. So there's Flip Belt. You familiar with that brand? Yeah. yeah. So we carried them. Do we still? We did carry them at one time. Uh, I don't think we do now. No. Okay. So back <laughs> Never in, mind. No. <laughs> back in the day when. They carry big phones? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah okay. They're designed to carry big phones. So um, Flip Belt, that's a cool option. The other one that we carry is Ultra Spire. And we still carrying them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Ultra Spire makes some belts that are pretty awesome. They make um, some lighting belts, which are super cool. Um, like, li- like literally a light like on it. lights, yeah, for, for running. Um, running with a light belt versus a headlamp, it, it'll completely transform your night running. It's so much easier. You can see the cougars like way far away. <laughs> but you, could, you can see the actual rocks because, you know, when you're running with a headlamp and the light's right, level with your eyes and bouncing yeah you don't see any shadows because it's Mm. it's shining exactly from eye level and so you have very little depth perception you trip over roots and rocks and all that stuff more a light belt will cast shadows and so you have much better depth perception and i can run so much faster on a technical trail at night with a light belt um so ultra spire makes some awesome ones so that's worth those are worth checking out um but they do make some uh, I'm just looking it up here. They do make some waist belts that have both um, water bottles, or or they make one that's not doesn't carry a water bottle called the fitted race belt, and it's designed to carry just your essentials. It's mm-hmm. got a couple of couple of little um, bungee loops on there that you can fold up your hiking poles if you don't need them and strap them on there. Mm-hmm. You can put your phone in there. You can put some gels and stuff like that but it's just made to be real minimal carry the necessities so that one's cool um so those are the big ones and then the one that i like um also by ultra spire it's not a belt but it's a it's a really light minimal race um vest called the spry and it's literally it's so light it's got two pockets on the on the chest on the shoulder straps for putting a couple of water bottles or what I usually do is I have one water bottle and the other ones for fueling and stuff. A small pocket on the back that you can either put another water bottle, you can put a jacket, you could put a um, small bladder or something like that, but it's super minimal just for uh, small items. And that's it. Yeah. And so really you've got room for a cell phone. I actually bought it for my wife initially um and she uses it mostly but when she's not using it i i take it and um it's just like i just so it fits both of you yeah yeah it's just adjustable enough uh-huh. that it can fit both of us we love it though because you don't notice that you're wearing anything there's no bounce it's so light and everything and i've noticed that when i have something around my waist i almost have to tighten it up a lot um, yeah. to keep it from bouncing yeah. and then it kind of bugs my gut sometimes especially on longer miles um, short miles maybe not so much but with this one like I can run fast I hardly notice it's there the only time I really notice it is on the hottest days and then it feels a little warmer but anyway. do you do a handheld water bottle I don't some yeah. some people do but yeah. they they kind of bug me um, I just 
I feel like having the weight away from my body just tires me more. Um, but a lot of people like it. Yeah, some people swear by it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, um, so the, yeah, those are some, some waist belt options for cell phones and keys and whatever else. ID, a Band-Aid, a uh, rattlesnake removal kit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Venom removal kit. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Unfortunately, there's so many around here. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys, have you uh, messed around with, like, running gators at all? Yes. Do you like the them? OR, uh, yeah. F- I don't use them on training, uh, only on only on the long, on the race day. Yeah. Um, which, really, you should probably train with them at least a couple times, but... Long, longer training runs and or race day because last thing you want to deal with is having to take your shoes off in the middle of a race or something and just emptying rocks out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's a few a few gators out there. So I, I got no R gator when I did my 100 miler. And the same thing with you. Like I didn't use them for training and stuff like that. And there were a lot of times where I wish I had because mm-hmm. I was filling my rocks, my rocks with shoes, filling my <laughs> shoes with rocks. Um, but I didn't use them a lot. And anyway, for the hundred miler, I didn't have to mess at all yeah, it's with nice. rocks, my shoes. It was so nice, but I, I had a pair of real lightweight, um, gators from OR that were made for ultra running. And I still swear by their stuff because they have, uh, they have a lifetime guarantee on their stuff and, um, an unconditional lifetime guarantee, I should say. And so you wear those gators out and they'll just, they'll replace them for free, yeah, that's which is nice. pretty awesome. Um, but the other brand out there that's real popular um, among um, trail runners is Dirty Girl Gators. You familiar with those? I am not. Um, so those are, the reason why they're popular is because they are... Um, Don't they come in fun prints? They come in from fun prints that are yeah. real lightweight fabrics, so... They're, they're not meant to do anything except keep dirt and rocks out, mm-hmm. um, but they're, they breathe really well and stuff. They're not water resistant in any way, um, but it's nice for you don't like, really need, you're not looking for right, that for hot, for warm mm-hmm. ultras and stuff. That's kind of what you need. So those are popular and they're fairly inexpensive, I believe. Um, but then, uh, then Solomon makes some real minimal ones. So, so, um, Anyway, so I'm a big fan of the Gators, even though I don't wear them as often for shorter runs. I do. I am finding that um, I do like them more and more, and I'm starting to use them more and more on just on everything. I see a lot of buffs yeah. out there. A lot of people use buffs. Um, I don't use a buff though. Yeah. I probably I don't know why, but I don't use a buff. You know what I do like, and I've never I've never liked hats. Foam trucker hat? Foam trucker hat. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you can... You're not officially a trail runner. Unless you wear a hat. A foam (laughs) trucker hat. Well, I'm a trail runner then. I don't run. (laughs) (laughs) I wear foam truckers, so... And I'm not a trail runner. I do run, but I don't wear... (laughs) I need one that says, this is my trail running hat (laughs) on it. (laughs) Um, But the... I like visors because I find that... uh, like it keeps the sun out of my eyes. It, you know, if I'm running through brush and stuff, it can kind of help keep the brush out of my face and eyes and stuff like that. Um, keeps you me just cooler. have to be willing to be made fun of a little if you wear yeah. a visor. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some people may say something. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've got thick skin. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, well, I've gone to therapy and I've learned how and to you know, deal with you know it. how to deal with it. Yeah. yeah okay. Properly. So yeah. anyway, um, but I do like wearing a visor because I find I just don't get quite as warm as I do with wearing a hat, but it still provides the, the benefits yeah. and I'm not balding yet. They make these hats. They're, um, cheap foam trucker hats yeah. and they have a mesh back oh. and uh, they breathe pretty well huh. just Crazy. in case you were wondering interesting yeah. I've never like lightweight that's really yeah. it's almost like wearing a visor huh. I mean it's not but it's uh, it's an option should there be any uh, interest to try something different but well um, I did see a the study. cool thing you can do about visors is turn them around and then flip them up on the back side. Oh, like a spoiler so you get like better <laughs> traction. <laughs> faster. Yeah. You're way faster. Uh, you're going to need that. Especially around corners and yeah. stuff. You just get better grip. Downhill, always. <laughs> flip it around. Yeah. Huh. Um, so the visor thing, you may have not known this, but a visor is 37% more breathable than a foam trucker hat. Oh, I, man, no, I don't that, believe now, there's that, a study done, now you're hitting me with the stats. There's a study uh, yeah. done at Harvard University back in 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't like science? Are you a I science know. denier? No, no, it's fine. I, I'm good up to up to 15, 20%, but I may have to make make yeah, a change now. Yeah, consider it. Um, I like the OR visors, though, that have the little fold of bendable brim. Yeah. Because um, sometimes when I don't want it, I want to just like tuck it in somewhere and I can fold that brim and just tuck it in a tuck pack or something. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to take the, the jeering from the crowds um, for that extra breathability. How much yeah. did I say it was? 37, 37%, 37% more hey, breathability. Yeah, I heard it in a Harvard study one time. <laughs> yeah, I'll find it for you. Yeah, you'll see. Anyway, what other things? Uh, well, I think we need to wrap this up. We can continue this conversation in, in a future episode because there's a lot more to uh, ultra running gear. And, you know, it is kind of the season. I, I, there are ultra running races all year round and all summer long. But it seems like the fall, uh, late summer, it's fall, it's pretty popular. It's starting to cool down and stuff like that. It's a good time to hit the trails and do a lot of trail running because it's not so hot. Mm-hmm and stuff so let's uh if you guys are up for it let's continue this conversation this trail running conversation yeah on the next episode yeah let's do it cool all right thanks for listening today and um follow gear 30 on instagram at gear underscore three zero and also like us on facebook and check out our website we've got a lot of really great deals going on each week it's a it's a new deal for the week um and of course we've got a great clearance section and we've got some amazing gear that um that is fairly unique that you just can't find anywhere. Um, and then, and so that's gear30.com spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y.com. And then for many of you that have been listening to the podcast, you know that our buddy and fellow gear 30 employee, Bryden Bowley is out hiking the continental divide trail and he checks in from time to time and gives us an update on how that's going. So it's kind of fun to follow him. There. So, um, thanks for listening and we'll chat with you next time. See you out there.